Destroy All Children is a website just for you If playing with video games is what you like to do Or riding your brain with comics and first run movies too We've got a great selection of news and reviews So search us out on the web, you just won't get enough Of all our digital madness and other fancy stuff We'll also make you laugh until your tummy's feeling buff Destroy All Children you should go there now. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Destroy All Children. Knowing me, Larry Davis. Knowing you, George Brundle. Uh huh. Uh huh. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I retired a few slurs recently. Uh, got oh. back from vacation. Okay. You know. Yeah, well, it was because I told you that's dangerous. And then you were like, what, like the Michael Jackson album? And I said, yes, exactly. And then you (laughs) went to your room and you just listened to Dangerous over and over? Yeah, it was a pretty typical weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, look, I watched half of The Irishman, because I realized that movie's like four goddamn hours long. Uh, I I don't know how that could take you by surprise, really. I forgot. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay, well, open and shut case No need to call Columbo on this one uh, No, I... Now hold on a second, sir Now you tell me you forgot The runtime of the Martin Scorsese movie The Irishman Now, now hold it, if you... Alright, now, isn't the thing about this movie Isn't it uh, widely known that it's very long? <laughs> I wasn't expecting some Justice League shit I just sat down and was like I want to watch a Scorsese What? Four hours Now might I remind you Now there were several articles going around At the time when it came out That said uh, Here's how to watch The Irishman As a mini-series How to break it up into several episodes Is that right? Well I guess Mr. Colombo Your first mistake was assuming that I read anything Oh yeah that's right That's right uh, Sorry excuse me I, I, I forgot about that Call yourself a detective <laughs> <laughs> Anyway yeah the Irishman's long Of course it is Yeah well you know I watched half I heard of it I got the part where It's I actual got title where Hoffa got his ass beat in the prison I figured that's a good ending point <laughs> That's it that's the end of the movie yeah, no, I'll come back to it later. I'm excited to find out what happens to everybody. I mean, I know that Robert De Niro's character, he, you know, he's got some longevity to him. He's in that nursing home at the start of everything. Uh, yeah. I'm curious what ends up happening to Hoffa, because uh, he's not there in the nursing home with him. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, people are still wondering that, in fact. <laughs> you think he's in a different nursing home? He could be. Maybe it's like Andy Kaufman. Okay. Maybe uh, Jimmy Hoffa is actually like he's on the city council for some place in Iowa or whatever. Oh God, that would be great. Yeah, especially yeah. if he's like no, one I... in the movie. Yes, uh, I did not do much. I just went to visit some family, so I've had a whole week off from playing anything new. Uh, so I don't have anything to talk about outside of my retro corner. I'm right. sorry. Star Trek it is. <laughs> I didn't even watch Star Trek. What? 
I rewatched uh, uh, Beavis and Butthead Do America. Here we go. Oh, that's true. I did watch Beavis and Butthead Do America. It's a pretty good movie. Yeah, I had no is. idea it was Bruce Willis or Demi Moore in those roles. Had you not seen it before? It did not register to me. No, I haven't. Oh. It's the first time I saw it. Yeah. Okay. I, I scarcely saw the original show when it was on TV back in the day. Yeah, yeah. So that was definitely one of those things where my mom was like, no, you can't watch Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, yeah. You're three. I played the Super um, Nintendo game, which was not good. I didn't uh, play Super never Nintendo the game. Show. I played that Ren and Stimpy Super Nintendo there game. There were though. several of those. Yeah. Uh, it was specifically Vidiots. the uh, one where they're... No, they're like uh, Fire dogs. firehouse dogs. Yeah, yeah, that was also yeah, the one I played the most. Yeah. Anyway, that game also wasn't good. No, it uh, wasn't. <laughs> Ren and Stimpy is something it was like that elevator I watched a whole action lot more kind of wasn't it? Like the whole uh, thing was like you were know, going, you were collecting the things like you had, you had to collect the paint to like turn yourself into a fire dog, and you were going up and down on the poles, and the yeah. fireman guys chasing you around. Yes. Almost like Bugs Bunny Crazy Castle or something. Yeah, I think so. Sounds about right. But not it's, quite. It's been like a long time since I played focused. it. Yeah, well, you need to fire up the Raspberry Pi. Go play Ren Stimpy Fire Dogs. I'll be on the next right corner. I have that on my Raspberry Pi, so sure. Yeah, me too. I have every Super Nintendo to. game because that's the magic of uh, <laughs> old video games. That's right. Magic of emulation is I can have all of them instead of waiting for Nintendo to upload like three at a time every couple of months. If you're Best. lucky. Yeah. Yeah. They've been doing a little bit more often lately, but still, it, they should not be applauded. Uh, no, I... Definitely not. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. This reminded me of that dumbass list that we both saw. Might as well bring that up. Nothing else is going on. About like, oh, oh boy, 2021, such a good year for video games. Here's this list of 10 great games. Four of them haven't come out yet. Uh-huh. And another four of them are remakes. Not even like, yeah, remakes, though, sucks. just like remasters. Sure. Which is like, that's even worse. Your yeah, remake, sure, Resident Evil 2 or 3, remake. okay, sure. But, like, yeah. speaking of, did not mention Resident Evil Village, did not mention Hitman 3, did not mention Cruelty Squad, my current game of the year. Yeah, uh, three best games of the year so far. Not yes. even on the list. Of, of course not, because he had to the mention... The Diamond and Pearl remake are... <laughs> those fucking things. A Skyward of... Sword remaster. Yeah, these Pokemon remakes of, like, what I think is maybe the dullest Pokemon games, like... I've not played the third generation ones, but the ones I found the most boring were Diamond and Pearl. Yeah, me too. Like, yeah. those were the ones where I was like, eh, I don't need to play any more Pokemon games. Yeah. I mean, I continued to. I played Black I and did. White and X yeah. and Y. Yep, me too. Uh, because, But, like, neither of those I finished. Both of them I got maybe, like, ten hours into and was like, eh, okay. I finished I them, it. but then I didn't do any of the, like, post- game stuff apparently there's post game content in all those now by the time i beat the elite four i stopped giving a shit so if there's post game content in all of them then it isn't post game anymore right it's just game basically yeah so what's the point it's just game i don't know he got game anyway absolutely what's spike lee gotta say world? about this he tweeting out anybody's phone number oh no he did that i think so oh god <laughs> 
think it was like an no, accident. Nothing... I think it was kind of like um, John Vignocchi. <laughs> well, actually, John Vignocchi did that on purpose to Dave Lang. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I think so. And then apologized profusely and drunkenly for mm-hmm. what he did. Yeah. Uh, no, nothing going on in the world of video games. Uh, certainly, uh, you all is quiet over at Activision. <laughs> Extremely quiet to the point where, yeah, maybe no development is going on in anything over at Activision while they try to figure out what the fuck to do. Did you see the update this morning? No. What Blizz- happened? Blizzard CEO's out. Oh boy. Uh, two people I forget their names are being named as co-leads apparently at the time uh, at this time before they figure out what to do or something are they out because they were named in that lawsuit as uh i don't know i didn't really being, look into it because i don't sex perverts no i don't know okay. maybe like even if God, it wasn't particularly thing. named uh probably complicit in the whole thing due to overseeing everything i don't know yeah we didn't get into this last week when all this stuff really started to break, but yeah, big shock. Activision is just as much of a problem as Ubisoft, if not maybe more. Well, th- the least surprising thing is that most of this is actually not Activision, it's Blizzard. Oh, okay. I didn't read too deeply into everything. I got to the point where it was that woman committed suicide. And I was like, this is way too dark for me to unpack right now, yeah. and I've not come back to it. Yeah, from from what I can tell, like 90% of it is on the Blizzard side, which, again, yeah, not too surprising. <sighs> yeah, man. Anyway, never a better time to get into WoW. That's right. <laughs> Look, uh, I've got almost <laughs> a complete Tier 4 set. Uh, phase 2 is entering the public test realm. I believe this week And so that means it'll be hitting live server Next month probably uh, Well I, it's August So this month Later this month Look, with, no, with no further development being done on WoW Outside of this is a perfect time to catch up I mean it's Like I would not want to play Current WoW But this is just the same game from 15 years ago so whatever oh, I thought that I thought that like all development Period had had halted over no, there. No. Okay. I misunderstood then. I, I don't is that the case for like retail wow? I don't know. I I don't know. That just the thing I saw had not really dived into it. It just said like, yeah, all development on WoW, pretty much all development at Blizzard has stopped. Anyway, now would be a great time for them to release some more Overwatch 2 information since it exists <laughs> to distract. Uh well, I bet WoW Classic is not really part of that because it's just the same game. They're just releasing it in phases, so. As a sign of good faith to the community, we have completely removed Tracer's butt. She's now built like Hank Hill. Finally. <laughs> I'm going to go install Overwatch. Because <laughs> of excruciating pain. Well, surely there is no other weird sex pest who is... Tangentially related to video games Who has maybe blown up in the news lately Is there? Talking about Chris Chan No, no, we're not going to get into that (laughs) Absolutely not That is too much I don't (laughs) This is already rated explicit on iTunes There's no rating above that We're not going to... (laughs) Make me have to deal with that and getting this pulled for being too controversial. 
have to give two layers of authentication if we're going to talk about Chris Chan. Horrible. Credit card number is not enough. You need your birth certificate. We're, we really got to make sure need that need a thumbprint. Need yeah. uh, about eight layers of biometric. Of teeth. <laughs> yeah. Dental records. Going to right. need uh, an x-ray of your skull. Uh, not for like brain purposes, but like more for amateur phrenology. Um, <laughs> We've been getting way into it lately. Well, yeah, I know I have. I'm like, I got these calipers. Classes. I need to put them to good good use. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I've man. been playing you a new game. Hold a Chris Chan's skull. I've been playing a game. Oh, oh what what have you been playing, Larry? Atomic crops. Is that like a plants for a zombie thing? Mm. That sounds like a mobile game. It involves plants, uh, no zombies, oh. but um, it is on Xbox Game Pass. It is available on Xbox, a PC, and probably other platforms. I'm not sure. Um, I think it's on Switch. I think I've seen it on the eShop. I'm interested to see how that runs on it because even though it's 2D, there's a lot going on there, and I bet the Switch version chugs. But I don't know. That's just conjecture. You've so, been to the eShop recently? Yeah. God, I haven't opened the eShop in like three years. I check occasionally to see if No More Heroes one and two are on sale. Oh, whenever there's a sale. Actually, it's been it's been less than three years. I remember I had to go back to the eShop because when I canceled my auto renewal and Nintendo re-enabled it, I had to go back there and cancel it again. Cool. Yeah. So Atomic Crops. The best way I can describe this would be enter the Gungeon or like. Nuclear Throne, something of that ilk A roguelite, bullet hell Shooter type thing Plus Harvest Moon uh, Where you have A farm plot And you are like Planting seeds and watering them While also shooting a whole bunch of things That are also shooting at you And you go out into the plot Surrounding it to find seeds Or items and upgrades and things like that And then at night Uh, Things come to try to eat your crops So you have to shoot at them to keep them away And so it's this really chaotic thing of Trying to shoot things and not get shot While also watering your plants And like tilling soil and planting more seeds And you get stuff like um, Bees can boost crops uh, Make them grow faster Cows will water them for you Pigs dig soil for you it has. Want to water it ha- crops. It's not the way you would think because I also <laughs> wondered that when I first saw cow will water crops. They have like a. Well, it's a, the way you think that I think. That they would like do it from their udders for some reason. Yeah, we'll just stand over yeah. it and spray water out of their udders somehow. Uh, no, it, they have like a like a jug of water on their back. They just like carry around and they like okay. go go over to the well and then. So the watering it just happens automatically if you're kind of near it. Um. So. Mm. That's kind of basically the left trigger does your farming stuff essentially. Like that will um, till soil and plant seeds uh, because you need the right trigger free for shooting. And I have found it to be a pretty enjoyable game. The main issue I have with it is that it gets very uh... difficult to tell what's going on sometimes. Because uh, in addition to enemies dumping out a lot of bullets And sometimes you dumping out a lot of bullets too uh, All of the plants are constantly moving And then you also have all of your animals moving around and everything And it's very easy for stuff to get lost in the middle of all of that 
just like everything strobing and flashing and bouncing around and then like I will be grabbing plants and then get hit from something it's like okay sure whatever yeah, um, well it's a bullet hell <laughs> so well, yeah the thing I mean, that you want to add to that is managing a farm <laughs> yeah well that's kind of an issue I have with that kind of game in general it's I think it's actually related to playing on TV and being close to a large TV that I can't like see everything at once because I never really had that issue before when I had a smaller TV or would play games on my monitor um so I think that's really kind of the main issue here although this game I think it just being incredibly busy is maybe the main thing um but Atomic Crops oh and the soundtrack is really good I like it a lot mm. uh, specifically the boss music it sounds like it's from the Neverhood or something like that like a lot of boom, 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 noises it's funky yeah it's good yeah. Yeah. Uh, sometimes the moon gets angry and chases you um <laughs> Well, you know, as it's wont to do. Yeah, there are herds of bison uh, roaming the countryside. Bison. Uh, yeah, yeah, like bison, but they're bees. Oh, oh no. this is all. This is after a nuclear apocalypse. Oh. As okay. you as you might guess from the name, atomic crops. Uh, oh well. Naturally. So everything is mutated. Um, mm. post-apocalyptic farming survival roguelike bullet hell. I guess is Just the way to describe like it. Plants vs. Zombies. No, no, not really. But you can get Plants vs. Zombies <laughs> uh, free with PlayStation Plus this month for some oh, reason. Oh, great. One of I'm them. I'm sure that they got a couple other really good games. I don't think it's even the most recent Plants vs. Zombie either. Right? Oh, God. No, I think it's like I, the one I'm before sure. the most recent one. Like, I don't know anything about Plants vs. Zombies. I wouldn't be able to tell them apart. All Plants vs. Zombies look the same to me. Well, that's not true. <laughs> like, the original Plants vs. Zombies was a 2D flash game. It does not look the okay. same as, like, the current shooters. I would not be able to tell, but all right. Oh, okay, I'm sure you could. <laughs> it was it was like Fruit Beer Tapper or something, basically. Uh, oh. Anyway, that's what I've been playing. Atomic Crops, I now have in my possession... The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, uh, oh. but I've not started it. Well, there you go. I should pick that up, but I've got you know, way too much stuff on my shelf that needs to get played. You also do not I want gotta... to play it on the Switch. No, the definitely not. So you'd yeah. have to import well, it from Japan. PlayStation... Yeah, I would have to get it shipped over here. Oh, from... I, th I think it's on the eShop, though. But you would want a disc copy, so yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. So that's not happening, ever. Anyway, I gotta play all the Yakuza games Because ah, somebody ah, bought ah, me ah. the Yakuza ones. Ah, 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 ah. So, so as soon as I As soon as I take Like a Dragon back And then the, uh, the Yakuza Remastered Collection Shows up at my doorstep And I don't know who sent that I Oh, no it's idea. a mystery <laughs> Yeah uh, Well Long-time listeners, long listeners might remember that uh, George refused to watch the Godfather movies for a long time, and then eventually right. I just bought it for him, and he ended up watching them. So, uh, considering his refusal to play Yakuza 4 or 5 for the past 10 years? Something eight, like that. 
eight. Eh, well, five was a pretty late PS3 game, so yeah, more like six, six to seven three, years. Three was the last one I played, and I played it when it came out. Yeah. But... So, whenever that was, like oh nine, oh eight. Yeah, it was probably oh eight. I think it was. Yeah. Because that also that that was an early PS3 game because that was their first. It was probably before oh eight actually. Probably oh uh, seven. Maybe I remember picking it up after I moved. So I moved into oh eight. So I think it was around that. I I'm pretty sure it was Could like oh eight oh nine. Oh well, I guess because they did um, Kenzon first on PlayStation three. Although that did not come out in the U.S. But that was like their test run for the PlayStation three. Got this um, envelope. Inside of it is the release date of Yakuza three. I'm holding it up to my head. Two thousand ten. What? That's later than That's I thought. Bullshit. <laughs> it came out in Japan February 2009, North America March 2010. Okay. Huh. Well, hey, it's still been like 11 years, so. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. Been a while. Uh, Yakuza uh, 4. Yakuza 4 was March 2011, so this is the 10th anniversary of Yakuza 4, so. Happy 10th anniversary, Yakuza. <laughs> Happy 10th anniversary, the best Yakuza game. <laughs> Congratulations to Yakuza 4 for turning 10. That's right. Uh, now you yeah. will get to play it and learn of the joys that are Shun Akiyama, the best character mm. in the Yakuza franchise. Well, will it take like 15 hours to get the character to appear? Like, will, will I have my time wasted by a bunch of really boring bullshit? No, you start with Akiyama. Okay. Like actually, you don't get Kiryu till the end. He's the last chapter. What? Yeah. That's how four That's and five both up. work, I think. That's fucked up. Kiryu should be the main character. Anytime Kiryu is not on the screen, you should be asking, "Where is Kazuma?" Nah, from four on, like they're all. Well, eh, six is all about Kiryu. So. What we about get back um, to him it, there? But four and five are Mijima? ensemble pieces. Uh, Majima Does Mijima is... show up. Yeah, he's in them, uh, because okay. also probably the main character of four is actually Seijima, um, and he is huh. part of the uh, same clan as Majima, like they're bro- blood brothers okay. or whatever. So Majima's heavily uh, in influenced, uh, heavily what what's the word I'm looking for? Integrated Involved? within his Integrated? story. Okay. Yeah. Um, is he voiced by Mark Hamill? No, thankfully. God damn it. They're Japanese dubs. So the thing I was it worried about. It should be a Japanese when, dub, but Mark Hamill is the only English actor. The thing I was worried about with this was that this is Yakuza 3, 4, and 5. And so, knowing the way that you play games, I thought that you would open it and start playing Yakuza 3 again and just end up burned out on it and never getting to 4 or 5. Uh, well, I mean, you, you know, I should really me. play them in order. <laughs> You've already played 3. <laughs> But the main thing here is that 3 has a new translation and they restored stuff that was cut out of the original version. Uh, but still, don't play 3 because it's probably the worst Yakuza game in general. Um, eh, apart from the first one, but whatever. I like that the two Yakuza games I've played, 3 and Like a Dragon, are like... <laughs> 3's the worst one. Never so it left me with like... Never play one or two. Well, one's got I the guess babies. You I can't play number one. A two uh, has the babies. Okay. Well, 
then it's a good thing I and also actually I think <laughs> I think I've all of them have baby subplots like it's a recurring joke in them but this is why I don't like the Yakuza games. Uh, no, I played three, and I guess so. That's the worst one, and then I played like a dragon, and that's probably the most divisive one because it completely changes the formula, which you love. You know, we've gotten plenty into why I don't think it changes it successfully. It maybe needs another pass. Uh, so I'm finally excited to get to the good Yakuza. That's right. After ten fucking years. <laughs> I mean, the only issue I would have had with 4 at the time was it, it was kind of like a low resolution. It ran, it ran fine, I suppose, but now you get to play it on PS4 with 1080p, Ooh. 60fps, oh. silky smooth. See all of Akiyama's kicks at a high frame rate. That's what you're looking for. That's what I'm looking for. Well, I will start that 10 years from now. I will begin playing no. Yakuza 4. Uh, George Brundle will play Yakuza 4, uh, hopefully to completion, by the end of this year. This is the we'll agreement we've that. come to. Uh, I didn't agree to anything. You can do that. We'll see about that. What else uh, are you going to do, you freak? Well, there's this Metroid game coming out, you see. In October. Uh, um, Sonic Colors. Next month. Uh, um, Deathloop uh, next month. Oh shit! Quickly uh, <laughs> trying to pull up video gaming in 2021 and find out what's coming out in August. There's got to be something. Nothing. Crap! You tell me there's no video games coming out this year? What the fuck? <laughs> Not in August. Oh, oh, I know. Uh, the Diamond and Pearl remakes. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Skyward Sword HD Yeah you and like desperation going out And getting the Skyward Sword HD thing (laughs) Oh oh well there is one thing At the end of August No more Heroes 3 Oh boy It's back baby Yakuza 4 This is your August game I can't wait to play No more Heroes the 3rd it looks so good It runs at 12 frames a second So you can really sit back and appreciate Everything that's happening on the screen It was so good Christ. when they had that gameplay footage <laughs> And Nintendo's thing And it cuts to it like running in the open world And immediately they're like Oh we need to get away from that <laughs> Yeah let's go someplace else Oh man! Hey Larry, oh, let's also I, go someplace else. I played Samurai Warriors Five. Oh, um, I played segue. I played one level of it and sent it back to GameFly. <laughs> you not, were so excited not, for it. Not good that game. Here's the thing: it does not have dash canceling out of combos. At this point, if a Musou game does not have that, I have no interest in playing it because mm. they're just way too sluggish otherwise. That it had like a really weird camera that was super low. Like, in, if I wow. tried to tilt it up, it, it would just like reset back low again. I was like, I don't want to deal with this. And so, be gone. Well, it's a good thing you've tied up the entire US postal system to figure this out. Yeah. I mean, what else are they doing? Oh, I don't know. Probably not much. I don't, no. I don't think the US Postal Service has a whole lot going on. Not really Flush with cash They got plenty of people working there They're fine They can send your samurai games back and forth all they want 
you know, maybe you'll actually like it. You want to try another level, so you'll get it sent back. Play the second level. Ah, it's not good. Send it back again. Anyway. It's just retro an envelope. Corner. It's not a big deal. Sure, retro corner. <laughs> retro corner. Uh, I... I'm excited for finally about... a short episode. Yeah. Finally. Well, look, this, this is what happens time. when I go on vacation and Good. Uh, people don't hey. release video games. You want to go on vacation this week again? Find someplace <laughs> I else? I would. Yes, that would be great. I could find a nice hole to lay down and you can bury me in it. Mm, tempting. Yeah, that'd be... That'd be jrpgs yeah well your favorite we've talked about quite a bit yakuza like a dragon that's right Uh, i'm a huge fan of that game i've been kind of going relentlessly at it i'm on new game plus plus right now Uh, yeah you're getting the true final millennium tower that's right look you haven't really beat like a dragon similar to parasite eve until you beat the tower at the end of the game okay it's a thing that only fun-loving psychopaths like me would do. Uh, but I did take a break. Cry, whatever that was called. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I finally got a physical copy of Devil May Cry 4. And I'm so excited to start that on the fucking PlayStation 3 where I bet it runs real good. Why? Why would you do <laughs> that? Well, so... Take a slight detour here. When I was visiting a family, my parents bought a PlayStation 3 for reasons I can't comprehend. They're both like well into their 50s. I don't know why they would do that. They said it was so when family visits somebody like could sit down and play it. No one ever did that. But they bought this like Capcom collection. So it's got like Dead Rising 2, Devil May Cry mm-hmm. 4, and like some other stuff. So I was there. I was like, do you guys ever use this like slim PlayStation 3 at all? They're like, no, we never touch it. Controllers are like brand new. The PS3 is like brand new. So they just let me have it. So I just took all that shit back with me. Sure. Uh, unfortunately, though, that collection is missing the disc to Resident Evil 6. Which I'm sure is real disappointing. I mean, uh, I think that solved the mystery of why you found that other just disc only of Resident Evil 6 that one time. <laughs> That's right. I like how it was treated with such utter disrespect by everybody in that house, even though no one but me ever played it. Mm-hmm. The, the appropriate level of respect was shown to RE6. I'm just uh, saying but anyway, maybe you should just look at PlayStation Network sales for whenever Devil May Cry 4 is on sale for like $10 and get that. I Yeah, I will probably do that. I, the PlayStation 3 is definitely not the ideal way to play that game. Uh, but it's, Like you know, anything, really. No. But I got a bunch of free shit, so of course I took it back with me. Um, yeah. But anyway, I took a break from all that stuff to play some Shin Megami Tensei games. Maybe you've heard of them. No, what's that? Well, it's a, as of the last few years, a very popular JRPG franchise here in America. Uh, but it existed way back on the Super Nintendo with, uh, you know, three games that weren't particularly good. 
Okay. You know, if anyone wanted to go back and play this. I mean, really it goes back farther than that, right? Because this is Shin yes. Megami Tensei, not Megami Tensei. That's right. So Megami Tensei is based on a book series. Uh, it got a NES game. I don't know if it came out on like anything other than that, though. Uh, but it's very similar mechanically to the SNES games. You know, it's still a first-person kind of dungeon crawler. You're still talking demons and stuff. Uh, but Shin Megami Tensei kind of branches off into its own thing. So where that whole franchise is at now is fairly far removed from the original Megami Tensei books. Yeah. At least if I remember right. It's been a while since I kind of looked up all that stuff. Uh, but I have been resistant to the first-person styled SMT games for a very long time. I refused to play Strange Journey because of that. Uh, refused to play the original Persona because of that. Still not going to play the original Persona because everything I hear about that thing sounds like a fucking nightmare. Uh, unless they do a re-release of it for like an anniversary or something. Wouldn't that be I mean, crazy? You would play the PSP version, right? Yes. If it were the PSP version, I would play that. I would not want to play the butchered original release no. that came out. That thing seems like a fucking mess. Um... But yeah, I, I still wanted to finally give them a shot. I'm really enamored with the art style, the sprite work and everything in the like SNES series. And so that was like kind of the main thing pushing me towards it. Uh, I mentioned on the podcast a while back, I tried to play two and I got horribly lost and I gave up after like an hour of playing it. And then on a whim, I sat down and started playing one. I weirdly had an easier time with it. Uh, but that didn't last too long. I got like halfway through the game and every area I became horribly lost in. But by that point, I decided I couldn't let the game beat me. So I just kept pushing ahead because I'm a fucking freak like that. Uh, but I ended up beating it. So, yeah, good. Congratulations. Good for me. Yeah. I'm proud of you. I, I could have spent that time doing something different. Could have mm -hmm. got licensed for insurance work and changed jobs in that time. Yeah, maybe. But instead I was like, oh, that's a Jack Frost, and I got that, like, dopamine hit. And it's a Jack so Frost I... wearing the little uniform. Well, that's if. I know. I mean, that's an even greater high when you see the Jack Frost in the little, like, school uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, kind of going, like, one by one, the, the original Shin Megami Tensei. I actually think it does a pretty good job tutorializing you up front. Uh, which is something SMT2 do, two does not do well at all. Should be noted, uh, these are fan translations. They are, uh, by a group called Aeon Genesis. Uh, so if you want Evangelion. to patch... <laughs> if you want to patch your own legally acquired cartridge of Shin Megami Tensei and play it on your legally acquired Super Nintendo hardware... Famicom. Yes, Famicom. I'm sorry. <laughs> what was the bootleg one that came out in, like, Russia? I don't know. The Dende or something like that? Oh, whatever. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> you could patch the card if you wanted to. Or you'd be like me, you patch ROM that fell off the back of a truck. Hey. That seems way easier to do. Um, those translations are pretty good. Uh, I don't know how, like... 
faithful they are to the humor and writing style of the original games because they seem a lot more in line with later smt stuff that i have played that has gotten legitimate localizations uh, which is to say it's very witty and it's funny and it's smart the, i think the writing is very sharp in those yeah it's so, got undertale references in it though right that's right yeah when an enemy summons more of itself and they don't show up it's like nobody came and it's like a cute little oh that's depressing that's only from undertale friends. It's only from Undertale. No one else has ever done that in the history of video games theory. Yeah. All references to other things are actually references to Undertale. Mm-hmm. It's the only game that exists. Is the Ur game. That's right. We're reformatting the podcast where it's one of those things where we just do the same thing every single week, except it's that we play Undertale. Then we talk about Undertale every week for 52 weeks I mean we basically already we do that Except it's suicide. just talk about Star Trek Or <laughs> That's right. Look up prices on eBay Oh we should look up Star Trek prices on eBay No How much are the Star Trek games going for Which <laughs> is a copy of that Genesis DS9 game <laughs> Oh I don't know <laughs> Any amount is too much though Man that thing sucks uh, I'd pay top dollar for ROM. A ROM of ROM. Ooh. I uh, I have in my possession, I, I was just the other day, I was holding a copy of Star Trek DS9 The Fallen, uh, which oh, is a PC game over here. from um, The Collective, the developers behind India Jones and uh, The Emperor's Tomb, and that really good Buffy the Vampire Slayer game for Xbox that never came out on anything else. Um, and I've played some of that, and that's a cool game to try to play because, first of all, uh, trying to run on a modern or a modern system, not console, because the console would be easy; you just put it in and it would work. Um, trying to run on a modern PC, it's way too dark; you can't see anything in it. Um, and mm. the in-game brightness options do not do anything. What I had to do was go into like the actual NVIDIA control panel and like change the color depth for the entire computer and display to a lower depth, uh, like 16-bit or something. Uh, Move so the then slider it would actually... until you can barely see Jake's face. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, I wanted to play it, though, because uh, it is like sort of canon. Like, it's basically a sort of, quote, lost episode or something. I think it's between season five and six, yeah. I think. You can play as Kira and Worf and Cisco, and they all have their own unique levels. Ah. I believe, uh, I think Avery Brooks does voice Cisco in this one, or no, no, he doesn't. It's they the just one cut before a bunch of before this was that really weird like adventure game with the horrible CGI character models, and I think Avery yeah. Brooks did do a voice in that, and then he must have seen it and was like, "Nope, no more <laughs> video games. That's it." They just sourced all of his dialogue from interviews he did, so he's always talking in riddles. Yeah. Um, but everyone else does voice their characters in it. You get, like, Odo coming in over the communicator and stuff. Yeah. I watched a little bit of M.A.S.H. on vacation just because I knew that he played the priest in that, and I was like, oh, hmm. I want to see young, makeupless Odo. The movie, you mean? Why? Well, I thought he played him in the TV show, too. No. 
Uh, he's, well, he's I guess the... I just watched the show for nothing. <laughs> Did you see the guy who played the priest in the show and was just like, yep, that's him, that's Odo. Well, he sounded, he sounded different. <laughs> I thought it was like an Al Pacino sort of no, thing where it's no. like, oh, years of smoking horribly fucked up his voice. No, because you I know, don't, like, he, he... I don't know what young Rene Abentois looks like <laughs> without makeup. I don't know the fuck you say his name. They, um... But don't you remember in the uh, DS9 episodes with the 50s one and the uh, the pulp office or whatever? DS9 was uh, shot like 50 years after the MASH show came out. He's aged. He would look different. And his voice was fine and that was the point. He wasn't doing the I, Odo voice. I don't remember that at you all. You said it. You said it on this very podcast when we were talking about it. You were like, yeah, he's there. He's not even doing the regular Odo voice. He sounds fine. I should probably rewatch all of DS9. <laughs> um, also, hey, here's the fun fact I found out later. Uh, did you know in Star Trek VI, uh, the Klingon that's get, that gets shot at the end that was trying to assassinate the president of the Federation was actually René Auberginois? What? Yeah. Oh, no, no! He, he was like, uh, so this was cut out of the versions we saw, apparently, but there's a longer version where when it's in the office... Uh, he is playing a Starfleet officer who is actually a Klingon in disguise. Huh. Or wait, or maybe he's he's Starfleet and he's working with the Klingon and he, you, so when he gets shot and falls out of that, like, clock tower or whatever, there's Homer when he gets shot and falls out of that. <laughs> you can see him, like, go up to him and it's because they are, like, pulling a mask off. And then oh, you right, can see yeah. it's, um... In the longer version, you can see it's René Bourgeonois. He's like, oh man, Cap Colonel West or something. I need to, I need to look up a clip of this. Yeah, I, I was like anyway, looking this at stuff is about, about Star this Trek movie. again. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's only a matter of time before it gets back yeah. there. I actually, on my vacation, I had a dream that I was watching a yet as as of yet unwatched original series Star Trek movie. Like they made a seventh one. But okay. it wasn't the seventh one. It came out in between some of the ones that already existed. And it was terrible. And I don't remember anything specific about it other than dreaming about sitting down and watching it and going, this fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the point I was going to make was that... Uh, it had to be an even number one. Yeah, because uh, yeah. Well, it, it would be an odd one if it sucked. Um, but, oh, uh, well, yeah, yeah. The point I was going to make was that Rene Aubergenois was in the MASH movie because he's in basically every Robert Altman movie. Hmm. Well. Like, it was just the two of them were buds, and so he's in basically every Robert Altman movie. I think uh, very few that he's I not in. wasted my time watching the hit comedy program MASH. Yeah. I, I think Full of the jokes, only, that show. The only ones... In the movie that were still in the show were Radar and yes, uh, I think one other person. I think I don't Hawkeye remember. is no. He's it, not. I don't think no, because it was a uh, Donald Sutherland in the movie. Oh, right, God. Um, man, yeah, I don't remember who else. Oh, anyway, well. it's, it's Shin, Shinmu, Shinmugumi Tensei. You get you get a dog. You recruit a dog in the first one. He's a very good boy. That's nice. Yeah, Pascal. 
uh, named after the programming language, which is appropriate considering is this it? is a weird thing. It is, yeah. Oh. Uh, so it's a weird thing for me with Shin Megami Tensei how some of them you aren't using like technology to summon the demons. Like three specifically is one that comes to mind because you get uh, brain worms and that lets you do it. Mm -hmm. uh, you start tweeting a bunch of unfortunate things on Twitter, but also you can summon demons. Uh, and then Shin Megami Tensei 4 Apocalypse also is not like computer based, but like the rest of them are. Uh, you see a dude named Steven who gives you the like arm terminal, uh, just a cool dude in a red suit and a wheelchair. But uh, anyway, your mom gets ate by a demon. You well, know, that's fine. That happens. Uh, so you kill your mom, <laughs> who the demon has sure. assumed the form of, and you uh, team up with your dog. And then, like, the first place you go to after that is, like, the uh, Jockeo Mansion, uh, which later becomes the Cathedral of Shadows. Uh, and you can fuse your dog with a demon, and this gives you, like, a level 40 Cerberus very early in the game. So, like, the next dungeon is a fucking blast, because you're just stomping absolutely everything. And so I thought that, like, this was some sort of, like, Easter egg thing. Like, I found a hidden fusion in the game, and that, like, uh, basically you threw the game on easy mode. Like, you're not supposed to do this, but, like, now you got somebody really powerful up to the mid-game. Uh -huh. Dog jumps in a computer and fucks off until the end of the game, and then when you get him again, he's useless. Because he, at that point, is like 40 levels under what you need. Good times. No! <laughs> Makes Good. me mad. I wanted my dog. Good times. Uh, what's nice is he shows up in the second game. This is a... Weirdly, there's continuity between 1 and 2. 2 takes place, like, I think few decades after one uh it assumes that the neutral ending is the correct ending as i think it's sort of supposed to be in all the smts uh your character prevents a god from making the thousand year kingdom which i guess would be a bad thing uh because you know god's kind of a dick in smt kind of a dick well, in real life too. i was gonna say Whatever. in the old testament too like that's that's canon yeah sure isn't that like the whole Demiurge thing was like an excuse about like, oh, God's kind of a prick in a lot of the Old Testament. How do we like excuse that? Oh, it was a different God, actually. Basically. <laughs> Just somebody posing as him and being a real asshole to everybody. And then like, I think the guy who came up with that theory was branded a heretic, even though like his whole intention was like, no, this makes God look better. Yeah. <laughs> Everything I understand about religion has come from reading bios in SMT games, by the way. So I might be completely wrong. I, yeah, it's weird because a lot of, like, the modern conception of old religious stuff was just made up way later. Like, yeah. Uh, Dante's Inferno is responsible for a lot of that. Uh, Paradise Lost also. It's like, yeah, Paradise it's... Lost was basically just Bible fan fiction that then somehow people ended up taking as truth. It was weird. It's like, none of none of our concepts of what hell are actually laid out in the Bible, right? Um, I think there is something in there about fire and brimstone, but that's kind of it. Oh, well. Not fire and brimstone. <laughs> I don't know what brimstone is. Not stone. I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's like lava. 
I think it's the stuff they use to charl broil your burgers at Burger King. That's why it has that weird taste to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I like that there's continuity between these two games. Brimstone uh, is, is an archaic term synonymous with sulfur. So, oh, okay. eat it. Oh, wow. Hell's got a stink then. Jesus. Yeah, it's like rotten eggs. Yeah. No, uh, the second game takes place after the first one. Uh, your main character, so the Law faction ends up assassinating the main character of the first game after he establishes uh, Millennium, which is basically a safe harbor uh, for for everybody who survived the apocalypse, because most of the, the world is unlivable at that point. Uh, and then the Law faction, they take over, and they basically develop their own sort of um, upper-class, lower-class system where... Oh. The okay. lower class just... I understand. This yeah. is this is um this class is Kevin Na- Kevin Nash and Scott Hall coming in. It's the New World Order. That's right. And then they're telling you about this mysterious third man and you wonder who the third man could be and then mm. who is it? Tell me. Satan. Oh. Maybe you've heard of him. Yeah. That well, <laughs> I was going to say a different thing, but actually <laughs> it's maybe not too far from it. Oh, what was the third thing? Hulk Hogan. Yeah, was Satan. the third man. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something, God's brother. arbiter of judgment. Yeah. <laughs> Satan comes into the ring and he does the thing where he puts his hand to his ear. I mean, that's kind of accurate because, like, Hulk Hogan was a was a fa- uh, he was a face, right? Yeah, he's a good guy, uh-huh. and then he turned heel. So, yep. like, uh, so you got uh. Cyan, I think, is his name. Like they all have uh, default names, but they don't tell you them up front. It's something I like. I was looking at a tutorial. Well, thing okay. So here's whatever. another thing, though. Satan is not the same as Lucifer. No, I know that. Okay. Well, Lucifer is a different guy, and too Lucifer, you just like find in bars, just enjoying a drink, and he'll like kind of pal around with you, and then like real late in the game, he's like, "Hey, by the way, I'm not really Lewis Cipher. I'm <laughs> Lucifer." <laughs> This is basically like the uh, DC version of Lucifer exactly. Sandman Anyways, like, look, I take all my clothes off I got these wings We should kill God <laughs> See, it sounds like a gripple of an idea, Lou Let's go do it uh, But like, Cyan, he works for uh, Center, the, the law faction Until he realizes that uh, What they do with political dissonance Is they put them in concentration camps And he's like that seems not great. So, like, I'm going to rebel against them and, like, hijack the airwaves and, like, radicalize people. And then, like, late in the game, he's like, actually, it turns out, like, I got the soul of Satan in me. So I kind of need to kill all of humanity now because that's what God decreed me to do. So the choice you're left with at the end of the game is side with Satan, who is in charge of the law faction, or side with Lucifer and rebel against Satan and God. Uh, or go neutral and tell everybody to fuck off and murder God. Uh, I like how there is no with. side with God option. Well, the side with God option is is siding with Satan, basically. Oh. Like that that is your yeah. law of action. All of them in the end, the final boss fight is against God. Or so or Yahweh, okay. as they refer to him. Um I never go the law or the chaos routes in these games because it means that you have less to do. The games are shorter as a result. Oh, I no. like fighting the shorter most game. bosses. <laughs> I like fighting the most bosses, Larry. 
horrible. Um, well, the nice thing about SMT1 and SMT2 is it actually feels like the pacing is pretty good. Level scaling makes sense. I rarely entered into a situation where it was just like, oh, I need to grind or I really need to fuse new demons. Like The difficulty curve in those first two games I think is perfectly fine. The real difficulty and frustration comes from, at least in one, the encounter rate is off the fucking charts. I don't think I've ever played an RPG that has had a worse encounter rate than SMT1. Like, it is not hyperbolic to say every two steps, you're in another battle. And eventually cool. those maps, those dungeon maps, get massive. Just these huge labyrinths with warping tiles and blackout tiles where you can't see anything. Uh, you can use a spell to kind of map stuff out, but that doesn't even consistently stay up. Uh, eventually that spell will run its course. And then I found that sometimes when you recast it, it comes back up in a shorter or it just doesn't come up at all. And I can't figure out the rhyme or reason behind that. So you got to like pull open the mini map, which means you have to go through a bunch of menus because they didn't think to just put that like on the L or R buttons. I mean, imagine if you had a, a console, like a a handheld console, in fact, that had two mm -hmm. screens, and so on the bottom one, you could just two have a map screens. on all the time. Well, why would you have two screens? If, so you could have a map on the bottom one at all times. Well, what else would you use the second screen for? Uh, inventory screens, or uh, okay. every once in a while, a game might do something inventive with it. That sounds like some dumb shit Nintendo would make up. Yeah, kind of. Except, like, in a good way, though, because it wouldn't be in a way where it would actually hinder the games available on it. So people could still oh. make good things for it. I mean, that that part doesn't sound like Nintendo. I know. That's a stupid idea. Yeah, terrible, really. Uh, yeah, so, like... I complained a lot about navigation early on in SMT2, but, like, really, navigation gets so much worse by the end of SMT1. And then, weirdly, 2, it ends up getting way better as you go on. Like, 2's issue is you should really just not start with 2 because the tutorial stuff is in 1. 2 expects that you played 1, so you already know what you're doing. And so 2 starts you out in larger locations, and it gives you a lot less guidance, and so it can be a lot more overwhelming if that's the first one you come to. Uh, but overall, I think 2 is the much more solid game between them. I really liked the story in 2. It gets a lot more involved than it does with 1. 1 is very Nocturne-esque in that you will go for very long stretches of just gameplay, and then you'll get a tiny bit of story, and then another long stretch of gameplay. 2 is fairly broken up evenly between story and game. Uh, so anyway, I, I kind of liked 2. Uh, I do kind of have to, like, walk back one thing about, like, difficulty curves. For whatever reason, the last, like, couple bosses at the end of that game, you can't hit them reliably with anybody other than the main character, so they just become horrible slogs. Like, the final fight against God, nobody actually landed a hit except for the main character. Cool. No. You're the chosen one. <laughs> I don't want to be the chosen one. If it means I'm the only one who can hit God, well, no, I don't sucks. That fight took, like, a half one. an hour. Yeah. Let's put on fast forward. Let's play the game at 1.5 speed. 
Uh, I mean, shout out to the uh, the newer ports of like the Final Fantasy games where they realized that was a good idea. Yeah, where they just let you cheat and get all the experience you need. Yeah, you can, but you don't really need to do that either. Just no, you just don't. crank the speed up, oh. and it's fine. I think that's a fine way to play Final Fantasy X when you just really want to like haul ass across the sphere grid. I suppose so. Because sometimes that grid is a pain because it's just like, oh, I gotta go through all these like buff and debuff spells I'm never going to use just so I can get to like the level three fire spell I am going to use. Mm-hmm. So, um. Anyway, at the end of the game. Zayn turns to you and says, we eat the pig and then together we burn and you go to the credits and that's it. Great. Yeah. So, it takes me to SMT if. Oh, boy. What, what if, Larry, what the, if? the first game didn't happen and it spun off into a series where you date a bunch of teenage girls? Um. Well, I'm that not a fan like of fun. that part, but... I bet there would be other things about the games that I would enjoy. Uh, talking animal companions? Uh, eh, what maybe. if there was a bear that is like a simp for all the girls, uh, well, uh, I, and then I, he turns into a twink and he still can't get the girls? What if there was just a dog that does not talk, uh, but instead mm. has a persona of its own, and you could use that... But he does not talk. Uh, it's like a demon that comes out of your skull. It's, uh, it's a like, guardian spirit. Like when you drink. stands beside you. Yeah. That's why sure. we call it a persona. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it stands next to you. Uh, SMT, if I, I think I can't, I think we talked about this in the stream. I don't think we talked about it on the podcast, but it's the connective tissue between the SMT series and the Persona series. It is a what if scenario where. In the first game, ICBMs destroy Tokyo and create a nuclear apocalypse. The point where these branch off in the what-if scenario is the main character from the first game stops that from happening. But Steven's already putting his arm terminals out there and demons are running amok. Uh, So if your school gets transported to the Expanse, which is basically the demon realm... uh, Ideo Hazama, a student there, was picked on, lived a loveless life, and so he becomes the Demon Emperor and oh. starts torturing all the students. Incel Emperor. Great. <laughs> That's right. The king of not getting any has become a demon. I'm a demon. So anyway, you need to become friends with the Jack Frost <laughs> and smack him around a little bit. Uh, what this game does is it provides you different alignments in the choice of which secondary party member you grew up group up with, uh, and then that also determines kind of the length of the game. Uh, so there's Reiko; she's the neutral route. She's the one where you get the most game, which is oh, boy. neutral route thing. Uh, Yumi is basically law. Charlie is grabbing his dick when you meet him, so he's definitely chaos. Charlie. That's right. <laughs> I like how Charlie's whole thing is, yo, fuck this school, let's just get out of here. Uh, and then when he's you beat wrong. the game... No, he's not. When you beat the game, you can do a new game plus route, and that is the Akira route, and I'll get to that, because I think that's when the game gets good. Oh boy. But everything leading up to that, not so much. 
this is a much shorter game. It's built around the concept of replaying it numerous times. I don't know why the fuck you would want to do that, because there's a lot in this game that's just a pain in the ass. Let me tell you about the world of Sloth, Larry. Okay, tell me about the world of Sloth. I love Sloths. They're cool. <sighs> they are. Wait, hold so, on. Now it, you're doing a 1-8. You hated sloths, you told me. You were like, ah, why do you like sloths? I was like, they're cool. Just look at them. And you're like, ah. There you go gaslighting me again into you, thinking I hate animals. You, you did, did this with raccoons. I spent a whole year hating raccoons until I remembered I love raccoons. I did not do that. Everybody likes raccoons. You did admonish me for calling them coons for a long time. You well, said that that was not an that's appropriate a bad term for raccoons anymore. Look, I I had a talk with you. Uh, I told you about how that is dangerous, and then you you had previously sworn off using the sea slur. But it looks like now you're back into it. I retire the sea slur. Not using it anymore. Uh, no, the the way this game is divided is you're in a bunch of dungeons that are. Centered around the seven deadly sins. What a novel concept. Ooh. And you get to the world of Sloth. And Sloth's whole gimmick is that students are being forced to dig tunnels. And they'll basically create <laughs> <Hold> another... <laughs> so so it's uh, holes, basically. Yes. Great. Yeah. They're being punished for their slothful ways by being forced to do work. So every single full moon Season cycle... Season two of Kaiji. <laughs> which, by the way, moon cycle... They exist in all these games. You go from a new moon, eight steps up, you get to a full moon, and then back again. This determines different gameplay factors, like what demons you can fuse or talk to. Uh, in this particular dungeon, you need to go through a full cycle to build one block of a tunnel, which means you need to go about seven to ten full moon cycles to actually get to the boss of the area, uh, which meant that I was running around for probably about five hours back and forth with Star Trek The Next Fucking Generation <laughs> running in the background. Oh, no. So I could get that shit done, too. <laughs> that makes it even it worse. such a miserable goddamn experience. Because, like, the encounter rate in that area has also increased over all the other locations in the game. So it was just SMT1 levels of just constantly having to get through battles on top of running back and forth. By the end of it, I, like, over 100,000 Maka... And, like, all the mag I needed to last me the rest of the game. Uh, mag, by the way, another mechanic in all this. You have to feed it's your basically, mag. it's a secondary currency that your demons eat up while they are summoned. Uh, so every few steps you take, you will expend a certain amount of mag that is based on what the requirement for each demon is. When you run out, all your demons are inflicted with the poison status. And generally speaking in these games past like maybe the third dungeon you're good on mag and you don't really need to worry about it that much but like in the early parts it can be kind of in short supply uh in if it's an incredibly short supply until you get to that third dungeon and after that like you're you're fucking good dude oh so you unlike the like others a thousand after, battles you're fine Unlike the others, where after the third dungeon you're fine, you mean in this one, after the third dungeon you're fine? The difference between these is SMT If is such a shorter game, and it's like in way shorter supply for like the first segments of it, so like I just had no party other than the two human characters for those first two dungeons, I just didn't summon defense at all, because like I could not afford to. 
okay. you get such a you get such a penance in those first two dungeons that is just not worth summoning anyone. In SMT one or two, you can still have like a couple demons in your stock. That's fine. You can't max it out. Maxing it out's too much. But in if you can't do anything, um. But yeah, like th th that third dungeon is such a slug. And then I found out afterwards, apparently there was a shop uh, just up a ways where I could have bought an item that reduced the encounter rate. <laughs> and apparently it cuts down a lot of the time in that dungeon. Well, that would be nice. So, oops. <laughs> then you would have uh, not have as much mag though, right? No, I wouldn't have. Uh, but if I wanted to like replay this game again, I think what I would honestly just do is just turn on an action replay code and turn the encounter rate off and like max my mag out and just get through that dungeon. Okay. Like I, I, the idea of doing it two more times to see everybody's story is just so completely unappealing. I'm just not going to go back to do it. Um. And then like the the rest of the dungeons in the game too, they get ridiculously like long after that point uh still nothing quite to the same degree as some of the smt1 dungeons but they they ramp up very quickly and if just due to the shorter nature of the game that also means that the difficulty balancing is all over the place so you end up going up in levels very 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 quickly and then you hit a point where that just completely stops and you have to spend a ridiculous amount of time grinding to get anywhere so like the final boss of that game was the hardest boss I think I have played in any SMT up to this point, and I'm including Satan, or I'm sorry, Lucifer from Nocturne. Mm -hmm. Like, it was just that level of... When I first played that boss, it didn't have Pierce, which you need to hurt him. It was on that level <laughs> for the final boss, where I was sitting there for like 40 fucking minutes trying to get through the thing, just to get to the end of the goddamn game. So I don't... The whole idea of them making a shorter SMT experience but still trying to make you get up to, like, level 80 by the end of it just does not pan out. It The pacing gets so completely fucked in it. Oh, that's uh, But then nice. when you beat the game, you get to play it again <laughs> in a better campaign. You have to reset the console, go back into the school on a new file, reject every party member, then go talk to an NPC who's guarding a hallway, then go to a different floor and talk to a new NPC who appeared named Akira, and then Akira's like, there's a manhole in the janitor's office and we can just get the hell out of here, like, right now. So that seems like a good idea, and you do that, and then you no-clip into a completely different game. Because the whole structure of the Akira route is completely different from everything else in If. It's really weird. Okay. Uh, the Akira route is basically Tartarus from Persona 3. It is a tower that exists in the Expanse, and you need to slowly climb your way up it to fight uh, Hazma, who is at the top. The first dungeon Hazma, has hear these... you. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Millennium Tower. Yeah, of Shin Megami exactly. Tensei If. Yeah. A kind of yes, actually, because this is, like, way harder than anything else. Like, it immediately starts you out with, like, a lot tougher demons to get through. Uh, but the first area has these three cells, which have special demons in it that are of a much higher level, like Pascal, who you can recruit. But they have really weird requirements to get them. 
uh, but I had to do it because one of them was Sobek, the Lord of Come, and I just I had to have him on my team. Chris White calls Sobek. Yeah. Anyway, Sobek's cool. He's an alligator. Yeah. Loves Come. And I also got Hathor <laughs> and Thoth. Is that what they say he is? Because like Sobek's an Egyptian god. I don't think yeah, he's, he's Sobek. It, I know, the but other... I'm saying the god of come. I don't think that's actually what Sobek is. I'm pretty sure that's what Sobek is. All right. I've seen a lot of images on the internet of Sobek. I think I know a thing or two about what Sobek is into. He is he associated like... with pharaonic power, fertility, and military yeah. prowess. Yeah. Uh, but All those things are intrinsically linked. <laughs> a protective deity with. What is this? A- apotropaic qualities invoked especially for protection against the dangers presented by the Nile. You, you never would have guessed the crocodile god is basically god of crocodiles. Yeah. I mean, that Shocking. makes sense. Yeah. This well, yeah, drawing like of him that... on the wiki page looks like he has a big corn cob on his head. Ooh. Wonder what that represents. Anyway. The this whole like the 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 tower that you're in is a much more expansive dungeon. Each level or each segment of the tower has much more floors than anything that you would find in the dungeons in the main game. Uh, the demon roster is basically shaken up quite a bit, and it becomes much more of a uh, game of attrition. It is much further between to find uh, Jackio Manors and save stations and healing stations, and they're not consistently on the same level in each, like, section of the tower. So you might expect, like, oh, base level, you have a town, and that's where you get all your stuff, and then you gotta work your way up to the boss at the top. That's not how it plays out in this. It is for the first one, and then, like, the next one, Oh, your fusion plays, that might be like halfway up and your healing station is maybe at the top, but your save station is like two-thirds of the way up, and then they don't consistently stay at that. So the further in you get, the further out they stretch everything, and it starts to get like not quite roguelike, but it sort of feels like that, where it's like, oh god, I really gotta make it to the end of this and fucking find a place to heal up, or I'm gonna lose so much progress unless you're me and you have safe states in which case not a problem <laughs> congratulations <laughs> <Everything is> fine. <laughs> that's right fuck you game uh but the the difficulty pacing in this actually felt a bit better to me there definitely was a couple places where i just needed to grind levels out and i kind of just got to a point where it felt like the best way to do that is to park it outside of a healing a healing fountain just run back and forth and we just heal up dart out level up again repeat excuse me uh, but because you're being faced with higher level demons at a much faster clip your experience gain is much higher per battle which means you end up leveling up about at the same pace throughout the entire campaign unlike the main campaign where leveling up feels a lot more inconsistent uh, so I just felt like that part of it was better, and by the end of the game, I felt much better equipped to take on the final boss than I did in the first one. So I just kind of had a better time with it. I also just sort of liked that setting more than I did the school. I think the school was interesting, and it had a unique atmosphere to it that set it apart from the other two games. 
but like the tower itself was just sort of like i liked palling around with demons in it like that first level you're just talking to demons instead of like the regular npc students that you would find you just go into a room and there's a skeleton in there and the skeleton's like oh, i don't know the demon here made me fall asleep for a while i want to go gamble now like that stuff's cool i liked that you remember when you the got mad at me for spending eight minutes talking about ufc i did <laughs> Because UFC sucks, there's no demons in it. Sure, you okay. got Cum Punk, who is the modern day Lord of Semen, but. Cum Punk is not doesn't in do UFC, UFC 4, unfortunately. Brock Lesnar's in it, but you gotta pay. Brock Lesnar's probably one of the fertility gods. Uh, he's sure. very swollen and he's pink. He does kind of look like a large. I don't want to think about it. I want to think about I would Brock describe, Lesnar. Really. I would describe, in a word, Brock Lesnar as engorged. <laughs> yes. He is a, a very turgid man, one could say. <laughs> That's all I have to say about it. I, I'm sorry I rambled about it for a while, but like SMT 1 and 2, like I definitely had periods where I felt frustrated with those games. I generally had a good time. Especially with two, because most of that I was also listening to Art Bell episodes, and like I think that kind of improves pretty much anything. If my experience with Donkey Kong sixty four is anything to go off of, that's part of why um, the first Prey game is so good. Hell yeah! Uh, but then I hit If, and I really, really, really wanted to like that game. I still think it's maybe out of those my favorite aesthetically. I think the atmosphere of that game is great, but the actual part where you gotta sit down and play it. You should watch the I, movie now. I don't now. want to ever do that again. I should. See how it compares. I'm sure it is exactly the same. Yeah. I mean, it's basically, it's just a one-to-one -one recreation, essentially. You know how amazing it would be to see Malcolm McDowell talk to a Jack Frost? <laughs> it would be great. Instead yeah. of just get him talking to Captain Kirk. Bleh. Ugh. Ugh. Well, at least he buried that old fuck under some rocks. <laughs> Where he belongs. That's right. Until William Shatner, who was very upset about that, wrote a non-canon book where his character comes back to life immediately. It's just like Boba Fett. I'm surprised he didn't fight for like a post credit scene where like one of Picard's one fists of just hands, emerges yes. from the rock. Yeah. <laughs> it says the end, question mark. It's shaking in front of a setting sun. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. Would have been the one shining moment in an otherwise terrible movie. I, I mean, assume I haven't seen it, but everything I've seen of it seems like it's real bad. I mean, you would think with all of the advances in medical science that Starfleet has that yeah. Yeah, Kirk probably would have been okay. So I think the thing in that book is just that the Romulans cloned him. And they oh. have a brainwashed Kirk that they use to fight it's, against uh, Picard. It's Kirk with three eyes. <laughs> oh, if only they had that kind of creative energy. <laughs> Bigger Kirk theory. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. Uh, ratings, I rate them on a scale of frosts. Uh, I would say that uh, SMT1 is just a Jack Frost. That's your, you know, sets the baseline. It's 
good for a while, but then by the mid-game, not so good anymore. Uh, SMT2, I would say, is probably like... Uh, I'd say it's a Black Frost, you know? Oh. It's pretty... It's pretty cool. It's more radicalized. It's got some shit to say. Uh, I I like it quite a bit. It's not perfect, but it's pretty good. There's no King Frost here, basically. There's no King Frost, no. Uh, because I would say that SMT If is uh, Jack Ripper, which is technically in the Frost line, but like no one remembers it or thinks anything fondly of it, and it's kind of useless every time it shows up because it's yeah. like, but I got like Pyro Jack and Jack Frost. Why do I need you? I have a suggestion. I know I usually don't give you ideas for ratings, but I would say if is closer to the Jack Frost on the cover of the Virtual Boy game Jack Bros, and that it is technically a Jack Frost, but barely recognizable. I like I like your way of thinking. Okay. I, I amend my rating to be Jack Frost from the cover of Jack Bros for if. So for anyone following along, Jack Frost, Black Frost, Jack Frost from the cover of Jack Bros. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but that's like it. A weird snowman. Yeah. Well, now I'm freed from the specter of SMT, so I can finally play some good games as I near the end of my list. Uh, I'm going to start up Yoshi's Island. You know, a good game. <sighs> a good game, Larry. It's a good game. Could be worse. Could be lost levels. <laughs> it's like you've been looking ahead on my list It's almost as though you told me that's on your list That's true I mean, we got more to talk about I, I've got kind of a backlog of stuff that I finished um, But in my own time, I'm actually near the end of everything i got like six more games to play And they're all Mario Brothers So, finally, a good time mm. Mostly Well We'll come back next week to talk about some other stuff. Hopefully that we have more going on. Should. <laughs> so it's not half a retro corner. Should. I have uh I have plenty of stuff to play now. I've got the Ascent here, I've got Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. I'm mm. doing fine. Nice. Well last week was goodbye. pretty dry. Yeah. Goodbye, Sobex. <laughs>